Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mats. It's meteorologist Steve Knight along with Ed Rousseau here, who's also hey. a meteorologist in case you forgot. In case you forgot, uh, we've got kind of a, a little bit of a special episode here this week as we're going to break down the blizzard of 93. And yes. uh, believe it or not, Ed, 30 years ago. Three decades I know it is really hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that it was 30 years ago, just because of the fact that, well, it, it, it reminds me of how old I'm getting. Um, but I, it, it really does. And I think anybody that's, you know, uh, around my age, if you're in your fifties or even in your sixties or even a little older, when you kind of think now, 1993 was already 30 years ago, it, it really does blow my mind. Yeah. And you know, I've been looking at a lot of our footage um from back at that time 1993 yeah there's a lot of really neat footage of you know all the snow that was dumped across central pa but you know the most impressive part about it hmm. is how grainy the video is because yeah. that shows you how much time has passed yeah you're literally, you're literally by looking at uh all of the video you're literally you're literally looking at a time capsule you know? I know. And that's what's so interesting about it is that, you know, I, I've gone back and looked at a lot of our footage that was shot uh, for CBS 21 back in 1993. And you're absolutely right. It's 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 almost a video version of, you know, what schools do when they put things in a time capsule and you get to open it up later. Um, just looking at the, the, you know, the things that I look at when I look at the the video is, yeah, it's, it's neat to look at the snow and everything. But, you know, what people are wearing uh neon was a big neon winter gear was a big thing in the early 90s i certainly uh -huh. remember that a lot of people wearing very bright neonish purple green uh winter jackets and and looking at the cars for me retro suits yeah retro exactly retro suits, yeah yeah um you know so when we look back at you know the storm itself it, it, it's interesting because it's one of the first major storms that computers accurately predicted a few days in advance. It was definitely, it's, it's not only is it a historic storm in terms of what it did, but in terms of the meteorological community, it's historic in that it was a, a real advancement um, in, in computer technology, modeling and getting messaging out before the event itself. And you know, what's interesting, you know, we had far less tools back at the time. You know, I was only seven, right. um, so I, you know, I was interested in weather, but I didn't have a clue how the forecasting process was done. But, you know, you, you there are these really old facsimile machines, difax machines, where, uh, you know, the the weather model, I forget what it was called, um, but you know, this the, these weather maps would get sent to this difax machine. And it would, it would, you know, the map would get printed off and you'd, it would have to dry. The ink would have to dry for hours before you could even start analyzing and drawing on the map. Yeah. So, you know, we got those maps maybe once, twice a day. Yeah. I say we, I mean, meteorologists back then. Right, right. So they had really one pivotal source uh, for, for data. And yeah, it was still well forecasted. So it makes you think we have all these tools today. Yeah. Sometimes we still struggle three to four days out. And I sometimes think it's because we have too much information. Too Could much, very well be. Too many, too many tools right. at your disposal. And yeah. 
it can almost hinder you in some way. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. It's almost like when, when you have all of these, you know, all of these uh, tools and finite things in your toolbox, when sometimes the, you know, the good way to get the job done is just a good old fashioned hammer. Just give me a hammer and a nail. Yeah, right. You know, I don't yeah. need, I don't need the screwdriver. Yeah. I don't need all the different types of wrenches and sizes. And just give me two things, you know, and get the job done. Well, talk a little bit about, because you've, you've been really diving into this storm here this week, and you've been putting together some content, uh, some stuff that's going to go up on social media, some things that you're going to be sharing here over the weekend, the official anniversary, or at least the anniversary here locally in central PA of the worst day is Monday, uh, the 13th. That's when we did have the over 20 inches of snow. And uh, that's really when we dealt with the core of the storm from early in the day on Saturday until uh, late Saturday night. I say Saturday because it was a Saturday, March 13th uh, in 1993. So fill everybody in on a lot of the neat stuff that you've been putting together, whether it's, you know, the archive video or or the new stuff that you're working on and, and where people can see it and where they can find it. Yeah. So um, the, the interesting thing is, so, you know, through the weekend, we're going to be, you know, actually, I talk to you, Steve, about yeah. some of your experience uh, with the event. And, you know, really, at the, you know, I, I lived through the blizzard of 96, 2003, you know, those big storms and the blizzard of 93. Um, the big difference with that storm is was the wind. I mean, yeah. normally in central PA, we don't have true blizzard conditions that last for several hours. I mean, it just really doesn't happen around here. It happens in other parts of the country, like the Northern Plains far more frequently, but the blizzard of 93 was special in that we not only had heavy snow, but you know we had really strong winds in excess of 30, 35 miles an hour for a very, very long time, which led to power outages and just crazy, crazy snow drifts. And that's yeah. why you know so many roads became impassable and even during the blizzard of 96, we had wind, but it wasn't nearly as bad right. as 93. So I would actually, you know, and I've been out in the Northern Plains. I Some of the worst snow I've ever driven in was a three-inch snowfall, but the winds were 50 miles an hour. Right. It was in the Dakotas where they get blizzards, several blizzards every year. Here, three inches of snow with winds at 35 miles an hour be, would be a complete and utter disaster. That, to me, would be worse than an 18-inch snowfall. It really would, because three inches of snow blowing around, I mean, you can get 12-foot drifts from that. You can get um, just complete whiteout conditions. It's like a never-ending snow squall. Right. And you know how bad snow squalls can be, even if it's not a lot of snow. It's just how fast it reduces visibility. So... The blizzard of 93 was really different in that it had so much wind. And you can attest to that. I was seven. I remember bits and pieces. I remember 96 far more vividly. But, I mean, you, you've said before that really it's it was the wind that was the driving difference. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, having I was 22 years old at the time and, um, you know, I was working in radio at 92.7 in York. I lived in uh, Lancaster City. I was actually supposed to be on the air that afternoon. Again, it was a Saturday. I, I believe I was supposed to be in at like three o'clock. And I had a like a late model Chevy Malibu sedan, nothing that was going to be, you know, very good in snow. I, I believe I attempted to leave early, maybe even as early as 10, 11 a.m. Um, and there was it just wasn't going to happen. Um, not in not in my vehicle. And the, the general manager of the radio station had a big old four wheel drive. And he was kind of famous for during inclement weather for you know going out and and bringing in people so that they could you know make their shift and be on the air this is obviously long before uh automation and voice tracking and now 
there are radio stations now here in central PA where you know somebody walks out the door Friday at noon and, and there's nobody in, in that building until Monday morning. It's all just, it runs itself. Um, you, you had to have somebody at the station um, to keep the station on the air legally uh, with the FCC, you needed to stay on the air. You needed to keep, uh, you know, getting information out. Um, people, you know, did still listen to radio to get information in addition to TV. You know, the difference between radio and TV, uh, obviously, was, you know, we were kind of a 24 hour, uh, we had the 24 hour ability to just at any given time start pumping out information to people, whereas TV could be in programming and uh, maybe had a crawl. Uh, crawls were a, a thing by 1993, you know, maybe a crawl or some graphics on the bottom of the screen, that type of thing. But, you know, so it was important for radio stations to stay on the air, but then you had to have somebody in the building to do it or somebody to come in to relieve them. So, uh, he he efforted coming to get me. Route 30 was closed. He got as far as the Columbia Wrightsville Bridge and um, and had to turn around. I, I remember it was about three hours after he said he was coming to get me and I got the phone rang and he said, I tried. Yeah, but it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, because, you you know, it, it, it was a kind of situation where you go out in it and you real you know, it's bad, you know, it's not good. But then you actually go out and drive in it. And you're like, OK, this is really bad, you know, and and that kind of storm wasn't it's not common so you know you're often going to make decisions based off of what's normal or what's happened in the past but just just the amount of wind that was in that system it was so easy for roads to get plowed and then immediately be covered again yeah so, and i you know what i you and i had talked about uh, it uh, this week but for me you know like i said i was 22 years old at the time i do remember um 1978 a big, big storm here locally, not a blizzard, but a big, big storm. Obviously, then I remember uh, 96, 2010 was another bona fide blizzard where we had a blizzard warning here. Not as much snow as 93 and not as intense. Uh, 2016, which is our all-time record in terms of snowfall amounts, that was yeah. a long-duration storm that essentially lasted for over 24 hours. Right. Um, but in terms of intensity, um, 93 for me, having you live through and having a recollection of all of those to me 93 is far and away the scariest weather event that right. i ever lived through um probably a good thing i was 22 at the time because i you know i was um apprehensive a little bit scared at times there were lots of power outages our, our lights were flickering um visibilities were reduced to nothing at times you'd look out the window and um all you could see was just snow flying at at your bedroom window and you couldn't see really anything outside your window. And then maybe the winds would die down for a, a moment. Then they'd pick up again and you could see the trees, just big old trees in Lancaster city, mm -hmm. just totally bent over. Um, it was, it was a very, very intense storm, especially during the afternoon and evening um, as really the core of it kind of moved through and uh, it, it really, I mean, even 2011, the, the the great flood that we had here, to me, 1993 was really the one time in my life where I was like, you know, this this is <laughs> this is a really bad storm, and and I and I hope yeah. uh, my roof doesn't get ripped off. We lived in an old house in Lancaster City, you know, it, it was in, it was intense, and um, you know, you and I both went back and looked at some of the some of the data and some of the low pressures, and and it really was. Uh, a snow came, and I think it's borne out by the fact that um, no state up and down the 95 corridor had a greater loss of life than Pennsylvania. 49 people in Pennsylvania lost their life as a yeah. result of the blizzard of 93. 
And, you know, that to me just that number just just kind of leaps off the page when you think about it. When when, you know, there weren't it's not like there was a tornado, um, at least not here locally. But when you think about 49 people losing their lives as a result of uh, of a winter storm, that shows you how intense that storm was. Yeah, you know, and it, it was also there were other parts of the country, you know, Pennsylvania. Yeah, we get we get a blizzard every now and then we get a heavy snowfall. But I mean, even Alabama, parts of Alabama, you know, the Appalachian Mountains actually end in northeast Alabama and, and the higher terrain in that part of the state did get uh, snow measured in feet. Yeah, you know, there, were, there was accumulating snow all the way to the Gulf Coast. On the flip right. side, it had severe weather in Florida, produced 11 tornadoes on the morning of the 13th, which was the worst day for us in terms yeah. of the snow and the wind. So, so yeah, it was it was a very wide-reaching storm. You know, blizzard of 96 was more just kind of North Carolina northward. Um, but this blizzard of 93 was basically the Gulf Coast all the way up into Southeast Canada. I mean, so many people were were impacted by it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a very memorable storm for many. So I was seven at the time. And, and Steve, you were seven, I guess, or around that during the blizzard of 78. Yeah, exactly. So I was, I was, I would have been, let me do the math quick. Yeah. I was uh, eight years old. I was born in 1970. Gosh, so I was yeah. either seven going on eight or, or eight years old. Um, but what I, what I remember about that storm was um, at the time we were living in Conestoga in Southern Lancaster County. And uh, what I remember about that one, it was just, um, you know, me being a little guy at the time, yeah. being being excited to go outside and, and and sled, going outside after it had stopped snowing, and being like, I I can't I can't go sledding because the snow is like up to my chest. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like here. there's there's no sledding here. Even Steve Knight is it was was much shorter back then. <laughs> Even I was much shorter yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah, but that was the thing. It was like I remember um, we had a basement door that that led outside, and we kind of used yeah. that to go in and out a lot. And um, and uh, just trying to like even get the basement door open um, because you know the snow had drifted up, and then and then getting outside and me be I got my snowsuit on. I had a flexible flyer. You know, all the things you would expect from a kid in 1978 and then right. getting outside and realizing like, uh, yeah, no, this snow is above my hips. Wow. <laughs> There's, I'm not doing any sledding today. Jeez, that was 1970. That's crazy to must remember something from 1978. That's when the Grand Illusion came out or roughly around the time. <laughs> Ed, Gosh. major props to you for working in a sticks reference. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it was, uh, you know, we've had a series of storms, impactful storms over central PA, but I actually found a mother and a daughter. So this is a story that's going to be airing on Monday. Yeah. Um, and uh, before we sign off here, I'll, I'll tell you this story. This story is, this woman's story is crazy. So um, her daughter, who was about seven at the time, so same age as me, she suffered a grand mal seizure during wow. the uh, during the blizzard of ninety three. So yeah. she suffered this seizure. Um, so grand mal seizure is basically a seizure where you lose completely lose control. Oh, they're very serious. Yeah, very serious seizure. Um, you know, a lot of seizures people have they still have some motor control. Yeah. Um, but she lost control. She was yeah. um, she was in a bunk bed. So the concern is, you know, you could fall out if you if you're not you know, if you're not stable enough. Yeah. 
So her mom heard noise coming from her bedroom and she goes in there and sees her, her daughter just like, she describes it like a scene from The Exorcist. I mean, that's exactly what she said. Yeah. She was terrified and she called 911. This was Sunday morning. So this was after most of the snow fell. Mm-hmm. So the 911 center said, okay, we'll get an ambulance to you as soon as possible. The 911 center coordinated with PennDOT to get a state plow to her address. Wow. They plowed her out. This was in Newport in Perry County. They plowed her out and they continued. The ambulance followed the state plow as the plow carved a path all the way from Newport to Polyclinic at the time in Harrisburg. The hospital sure. was not there, but yeah, Polyclinic. Not far from this television station. Not far yeah. from our station. Right. And it took four hours. It took four hours. Wow. For them to get from Newport. Now, that's what, on any normal day, it's 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, yeah, at most, right? But, sure. Um, and a straight shot. Yeah, a straight yeah. shot. And as soon as she got to the hospital, you know, they, you know, they, you know, she, the, the whole ambulance ride, she just was like, the, the ambulance was swaying back and forth because of yeah. the wind. But the, the mom, uh, Maria, she just, she wasn't even like thinking about the blizzard. Obviously, she was thinking about her daughter. So the whole like, blizzard scene going on outside was just something that was happening it was like trivialized in some sense sure and she was trying to get her daughter to the hospital and and her daughter got better once she got to the hospital and guess what she didn't have another seizure for and after that time she didn't have a seizure for another three years Amazing. next time she had her seizure was the blizzard of 1996 same exact thing happened that is an unbelievable story she was at her dad's house same thing happened. Wow. So uh she's her story uh, needs to be studied by the medical community. I know. So every I, I can tell you one thing every time it snows, Maria is nervous. I would Call guess. Yeah. Hey, it's gonna snow tonight. Um, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, it's safe to say both of them do not like snow. Yeah, yeah, to to say to say to say the least. Now, uh, you've been talking to these folks, and and you're putting together their story. And you know, when 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 can folks uh, expect to see that on the air? So it'll be on the air uh, Monday evening. Okay, um, the actual sure anniversary exactly, itself. Yeah, yeah, not ex- exactly sure when, but um, also uh, you, Steve, will be sprinkled in and, and your experience throughout the weekend and on Monday as well. So tune in to see yourself. You okay, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to be a little difficult because, uh, as you know, you're in for me uh, next week, and um, I'm getting on a plane Saturday morning and flying to California. Oh. So, oh, no. are you going to L.A.? Orange County, Anaheim, oh, yeah, Orange County, ostensibly L.A., but uh, yeah. about about 45, 50 minutes south of L.A. Yeah, I don't. Well, I know some people out that way too, and they, um, when I say Los Angeles, they always say no, Orange County. Yeah, because it is different. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. It, you know, it 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 just it's. I, what 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 analogy can I give? Uh, okay, I'll give I'll give a local analogy. Um, it'd be like if somebody said, uh, you know, where are you going to? And you said, I'm going to Carlisle. And somebody said, Oh, so you're going to Harrisburg? No, going to Carlisle. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Is it in the Harrisburg region? Yes, but it's Carlisle. You yeah, know, um, that's the way that's like I said, it, 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 I'm going to be about, you know, 50 minutes um, to the south, uh, even a little bit south of Anaheim. That's where my brother lives. But, you know, what, what's interesting, Ed, is that uh, 
it's not going to be all that much warmer out there than it is here. Now, we're going to be in the 40s this weekend, but out there this weekend, uh, they're talking about highs only in the upper 60s. So I, I think everybody knows that California and even Southern California has not had a good winter. Oh, man, you're going to have to, if it's clear enough, you're going to have to take pictures from the plane to show the snow-capped mountains yeah. around, around Southern California. Yeah, I plan on I plan on doing that. We're flying through Chicago, and of course, you always got to pay attention to the weather in Chicago any time of year, but especially in what's still you know technically winter. And Chicago looks like it's going to be okay. Um, uh, certainly cold, um, but yeah, you, you know, when we planned this trip, we kind of had this vision in our brain of. You know, mid-March obviously could still be kind of real tweener around here. It could still be cold, and it, it is going to be this weekend. And, well, it's going to be great to go out to Southern California and bask in the glow of 80-degree temperatures, which it often is this time of year already, um, but not the case this year. Right. Oh, <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be lucky if we I'll be lucky if we see 70. I'm, I'm thinking probably more like mid-60s. Yeah, you pick quite a time to go out. Yeah. I mean, everybody associates – Southern California with um, everybody associates Southern California with these um, beautiful weather year round, but, Oh, Hey, it must be easy to be a weatherman in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that, that example does not apply in a situation. Cause I believe even they're getting some. Yeah, no, you're even they're getting a lot of rain. It's been, it's really been yeah. something else. Um, yeah. You're also, uh, you're working on something for social people can look uh, for it uh, on TikTok. Uh, I think you're even going to have something up on YouTube, right? Yeah, and basically we're going to be talking about just the comparisons between how much time has changed in um, the forecasting process, like since um, since '93. You know, with just the, just you know how we load all of our weather maps on the computer, everything's available to fingertip. And you know, 25 years ago, 20 no, 30 years ago, um, 30th anniversary. Um, you know, we had to wait for map, weather maps to come off of a facsimile. Yeah. And wait for the ink to dry. Yeah. There was a lot more waiting around. Yeah. And in some places, I bet some smaller TV markets were still using Velcro on the, for their TV presentation. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Computer generated graphics uh, for, for weather um, were, were, you know, getting better, but uh, still somewhat in their infancy stages. Um at that point in time. And when I say computer generated, I mean, you know, the, the ones that, uh, the, the actual, what we do, you know, we put in all the data in terms of the computer doesn't generate the forecast for us, but in terms of tweaking the graphic look, um, that was still kind of a newer thing in, right. in the early nineties. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's gonna, it's kind of like a time warp in some, in some time capsule in, yeah. in some cases. So yeah, pretty interesting stuff big milestone anniversary coming up on Monday. Yeah, definitely. Well, look for all that stuff that Ed's going to be kicking out for you here uh, over the weekend and into next week. It'll be a lot of neat content that you can check out uh, via all of our social media platforms. Some really neat old video uh, as well. And uh, I posted a video earlier this week of, you know, people in line at, uh, you know, like the Blockbuster on Friday night, you know, a big crowd in there to rent movies. Um, so I would encourage anybody that that has a recollection, or even if you're just into weather, and we assume you are if you're listening to this podcast, to check out all the all the content that we've got for you here, celebrating a, a pretty big and historic anniversary here in Central PA. Ed, uh, with that, we'll wrap it up. Thank you for holding down the fort for me next week when I'm in California. 
You are welcome. I hope you have some great weather. <laughs> oh, there's some certain things I'd like to say to you right now, but it's a family yeah. podcast. Yes, it is. I'll just say you sarcastic SOB. How's that? Does okay. that work? I, I, yeah, that's perfect. Son that's of a perfect. bum. You sarcastic son yeah. of a bum. <laughs> or a sob. You can call me a sob. <laughs> All right. And as always, Good talking and good talking about the, the big anniversary of the blizzard of 93. Appreciate it, everybody. And thanks for tuning in to another edition of It's Raining Mets.